welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pack House Podcast. This episode is a little shorter this week, but we still got lots to talk about this week. We are going to be talking about Milan Lucic. We're going to talk about he's taken a leave of absence from the t- from the Boston Bruins. He's been arrested due to an, a domestic incident. We're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers' woes. Clearly, the new head coach, uh, that's not the solution. Um, they have gone, since I talked about them last week, how I thought they were back on the right track, they have gone 0 for 3. They've gone 0 and 3. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some royal guests over in Vancouver, we are going to be talking about that. And we are going to redraft the 2016 NHL Entry Draft. We're going to talk about all this and more on this episode of the Packhouse Podcast. All right, now we're going to move into the roundup. And this week, this week's a little bit of a weird week in the NHL. Because there were no games Tuesday night. Um, because I think it was between like the Glo- the NHL Global Series, the fact like they didn't want they didn't want teams to play four games in five nights. Um, I think the arena like there was yeah I think there was only a couple ar- the arena availabilities played a role. So no games Tuesday, no games Thursday. Due to American Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to any, I don't know how many U.S. listeners we have on this podcast. But if we do, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great, hope you have a great long weekend down there. Uh, Enjoy the turkey. Enjoy the turkey. Uh, Enjoy some of the football. Enjoy some of the, like, the Thanksgiving football. I always, like, even though I'm Canadian, always, like, watching the NFL games. NFL Thanksgiving games. So, yeah, enjoy that. Um, yeah, I believe today there was also, like, a Black Friday game. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, glad that that game, you know, is on, too. So, you got games Thursday, Friday. Okay, back to back to hockey. We're getting a little off topic here. Um, yeah, so, like I said, kind of a weird week because there were two days this week with no games. Uh, there's a couple things, though, that unfolded this week. Uh, our top story, top story this week, uh, is regarding Milan Lucic. Milan Lucic has been, has been arrested. He has been arrested on in a domestic incident. So now he's taken a leave of absence from the team. He appeared in court, pleaded not guilty there's a pre-trial hearing set for january 19th uh milan lucic though i mean milan lucic he came back to boston this year and seems like the second stint with boston very short-lived and that could mean this could definitely this could mean the end of his NHL career, I think. I think I think that might have been the last time we ever see him um in in an NHL in an NHL arena. I don't think he's playing another game in the NHL. That's what I thought. I don't think he's gonna, you know, 
because he's got to go through this whole court process. I think I saw saying it's like he might have to face like the charges he's facing. Max penalty is two and a half years in prison. So, I mean, you got that, and yeah, I don't think I don't think he's playing another NHL game. Milan Lucic, um, winner. Winner in 2011 Stanley Cup. He won the Stanley Cup in 2011 with the Boston Bruins. Uh, played for the Vancouver Giants in his junior career. Won the Memorial Cup with them in 2007. Um, yeah, Milan Lucic. So, not... Uh, Milan Lucic, yeah. Uh, he's been arrested after a, uh, an alleged domestic incident with his wife. Um, yeah, not, not good stuff there. Um, speaking of, speaking of not good stuff, uh, we got to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. We got to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. Oh my gosh. This is no longer just a slump, a bad start. This is like, you're, you're, I think it might be wasting a season. Like you're just like, you want, you have a, you have a window. You have a window with this team, with the core that you have assembled. And it's almost like you're throwing away a season in the trash right now. Um, so this week, this week, oh man. I, I think I might have jinxed the Oilers because I was talking about last week how, oh, now that they have the new head coach, oh, they're, you know, 2-0 and with their new head coach. I think if I'm correct, have they lost every game since I made that statement? Yeah, I yeah, they have. E the, e since I made that statement last Friday, they have lost every game. They have lost every game they've played. They they lost Saturday, Monday, and Wednesday. Saturday, they blew third period lead. Okay, they were up 2-0 early on. Derek Ryan and James Hamblin, who I believe, that was that his first? I think that might have been his first NHL goal. Um, they had a 2-0 lead. Nikita Kucherov got two, tied it up at 2-2. Derek Ryan, with his second of the game, made it 3-2. Tanner Janot tied it up at 3-3. With 12, under 12 minutes left, Evan Bouchard scores. It's 4-3 Edmonton. That's a big goal. Except, within two minutes, it was 5-4 Tampa Bay. They gave up two goals. Steven Stamkos and Luke Glenn Denning with the goals for Tampa Bay. And Tampa wins at 6-4. Just, you have that third period lead. And they blew that lead. They blew that lead there. You got 12 minutes left. And I mean... Just to, you know, you got to do something with the lead. Like, there's momentum. You have momentum. And within seconds, they threw, threw that momentum away and it completely shifted to the other side. You got to hold on to the momentum. Even if, you know, but the fact that they almost gave, they gave up the tying goal pretty quickly after, gave up the winning goal just seconds later after that tying goal. Yeah, and then they won. 6-4, Tampa Bay. And then Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh, man, Wednesday. 
Um, the Oilers. The Oilers, they gave up four goals in the first 15 minutes. I forget how many shots it was. It was like, was it 14? Was it 14 shots or something like that? Oh, my gosh. Within, within a five-minute span, they gave up four goals. First goal came from Jesper Fast at 9.17 mark. Fourth goal came Seth Jarvis, 14.48 mark. If I'm doing my math correctly, that's four goals in five minutes and 31 seconds. Stuart Skinner gave up. He got pulled from that game, and the Carolina Hurricanes won 6-3. They won pretty easily after that. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, the go from top to bottom, you know what? This team's just... I don't know what to say. I, I, I honestly, like, this was a team I had as a cup contender. And you know what? And they're, the fact that now I thought a head co new head coach, a new face in the room was going to fix things. Clearly it's not. Clearly it's not. They're on a three-game losing skid. Um, they're one of the worst teams in the NHL right now, speaking from like the standings point of view, you this team, this team, like you got almost like you got some two of the best forwards in the league, and you are stuck in the basement. Like I don't know what to say. Like what is, what's the solution here? It's like what is the solution? Like how do you, how do you as a GM? fix this you know what i mean and there's talk about trying to get new faces in the room trying to trade guys away what's the cost of that you know what what's the cost of if you're going to bring in new faces into the locker room what are you going to give up in order to there's talk about moving jack campbell jack campbell his contract though they signed him to a ridiculous contract so like you gotta think if you're going to give up, if you're going to trade away Jack Cam Campbell, I mean, yeah, you got to give up other things along with it. No team is just going to take his contract. No team is just going to take his contract. It's, yeah, it's a tough, man, like, I I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of words about. Edmonton Oilers. I mean, I'm gonna t I'm gonna talk about them in my power rankings. Oh my gosh, yeah, the Oilers, the Oilers, man. Oh man, it's tough. Um, yeah, there's not much oil in oil country right now. That's tough. Moving on to uh, the NHL Global Series. The NHL Global Series wrapped up this week. And what a great what a great story it was to finish it off. On Sunday uh, was the final game between Toronto and Minnesota. And the game went to overtime. Um, the Maple Leafs were up 3-1. Minnesota came back to tie it up at 3-3. Uh, for, forced overtime. And in that overtime frame, William Nylander... Who has been William Nylander has just started off incredible this season. William Nylander, he's on like a 
what is it, like an 18-game point streak or something to start the season? It's insane. 17, sorry, 17-game point streak to start the season. Highest ever, yeah, like only, I think the second highest, like 30, and then Wayne Gretzky's at like 51. So you start you start getting into 20 games, and you're like, you're in a pretty elite conversation. Um, but yeah, William Nylander, what a story to do it in Sweden, to do it in Sweden. By the way, though, he is not, he was not born in Sweden. He was born in Calgary. He was born in Calgary, Alberta. But yeah, his, his family's Swedish. He is, he is of Swedish descent. So yeah, he is, but... But I think I think there's a lot of people who thought he just came over from Europe. But nope, he you know, he was born in Calgary. So yeah, so, but yeah, William Nylander, yeah, scored the OT winner in Sweden. Um, so what a story to do it in front of his friends and family. Um, so yeah, William Nylander scored the OT winner. Uh, and that concluded the NHL Global Series in Sweden. So, overall, the NHL Global Series there was a success. Uh, kind of question is, where is it going to go now? Austin Matthews threw out the idea of Mexico City, which he is of Mexican descent. His mother is Mexican, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be a cool idea to try to try to enter that market in Mexico City. Uh, NBA, the NBA has hosted quite a few games in Mexico City. I think those have been quite successful. I'd be interested to see how that would do, how the NHL would fare in a place like Mexico City. Something maybe the NHL might consider exploring. It is a bit, it's a bit riskier. It's a bit of a riskier global series if they were to do it. But I think it'd be, I think it'd be fun personally to, for them to explore that possibly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the NHL Global Series concluded this week, and in Vancouver, in Vancouver, there was some special guests at the game against the San Jose Sharks, none other than Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were at the game on Monday night, the Vancouver Canucks won that game 3-1, to Prince Harry was there, uh, he dropped the puck, um, because the Van Vancouver is hosting the Invictus Games, which is his his uh, games, I believe. For is it military? I think it's military military people. Like I'm I'm trying to, but it's like yeah. So he was there for that to drop the puck for that, and you know they were they were showing on. Sports Center clips of them cheering. Meghan Markle and Harry were doing a little dance to one of like after one of JT Miller's goals or something like that. Uh, funny enough, too, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II, dropped the puck 2002 in Vancouver against the San Jose Sharks. Funny enough, uh, and they and the Canucks also won that game. Queen Elizabeth was there in 2002 for her Platinum Jubilee, I believe, in 2002. Because she was, yeah, because it was her 50th year on the throne. So I think it was for that. But, so that was kind of, 
yeah, so that was kind of cool to see. And also, too, there was this old photo circulating of Prince William, Harry's brother, wearing a San Jose Sharks hat um, in, in a photo. I don't know. But, yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess, that to see see them there, see them cheering, cheering, enjoying the game. You know what? That was cool to see. And I think they li- they lived in Vancouver for a little bit, too, after they broke away from the royal family they initially came to they initially came and lived in vancouver on vancouver island or someplace like that but yeah so this past week some royal guests in vancouver on their game against the san jose sharks Uh, and speaking of the san jose sharks uh wednesday night they went down to seattle and they got pummeled 7-1 to one by the Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken have been all right. Like, they haven't been... Seattle Kraken have been... Yeah, like, they haven't been great this year. Not really living up to my expectations of the team. But Seattle Kraken came in and we're up 4 nothing by the end of the first on 7-1 end of the game just yeah san jose sharks sitting three fifteen and one yikes so san jose sharks still struggling like i mean just the team is not competitive the san jose sharks are not a competitive team in the nhl um they're definitely gonna be kind of they're definitely if they don't get the first overall pick uh, next year, don't don't get Macklin Celebrini. That would be that would be kind of that. I I'd feel bad for them because like you know you have nothing really to. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when you're kind of stuck like that in the basement. But you know what? I'm sure. I I I hope I hope they get out of it because you know what the San Jose fans, uh, you know, very passionate fans down there in San Jose. Uh, so I, I I hope things get better for them. I hope things do get better for the San Jose Sharks. But yeah, uh, yeah, they got pummeled seven to one in Seattle. All right, now we're gonna move into another edition of Redraft, and this week we are going to be doing the 2016 NHL entry draft. So. We are going to rearrange, reorder the top 10. That is how we do our redrafts here. Um, Yeah, this draft, 2016, this was the year after McDavid, the Austin Matthews draft. So we're going to dive into it. Um, The Toronto Maple Leafs had the first overall pick. And like I said, they took Austin Matthews first overall. And we're obviously going to keep it that way. Austin Matthews going first overall to the Toronto Maple Leafs in this redraft. Uh, Best player in this draft class, Austin Matthews. Um, 313 goals, 250 assists for 563 points in 498 games. He has had a stellar, stellar career with the Toronto Maple Leafs so far. When it comes to, I guess regular season regular season kind of individual stats i guess god I, I like you know i mean the postseason not the postseason success has not come 
for Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe this is their year, though. I feel like everybody says that about the Maple Leafs every year. Maybe it's their year. I don't, I don't, I'm not. I'm honestly not really buying the Leafs this year, but, I mean, we'll have to see. The Leafs are always in the mix, though. They're always in the mix. Anything can happen. Austin Matthews going first overall to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, number two overall, uh, the Winnipeg Jets had that second overall pick, and they took Patrick Laine. We are not going to take Patrick Laine. Instead, we are going to select Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. Um, he was played for Cal played for Calgary for a long time, and he goes down to South Beach. He takes his talents to South Beach, uh, quote from LeBron James, and lights it up down down in Florida. Leads him to a Stanley Cup Finals appearance. Matthew Kachuk, 195 goals, 313 assists for 508 points. Uh, he is a close. He is a close second behind Matthews. Well, not really, but not close. But like, you know what? I mean, Matthews and Kachuk. I would say they're both. These are the two guys who are kind of just. They're on another level compared to everyone else. The rest of the people in this draft. It's like Matthews one, Kachuk two, and then down. You go down quite a ways, and uh, we get to number three. So number three, number three, the Columbus Blue Jackets have that pick, and they originally took Pierre-Luc Dubois. We're not going to take him. Instead, we're going to take, funny enough, the guy currently plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes, we are taking Patrick Laine. Patrick Laine. So he gets drafted by the team he was later traded to out of Winnipeg. So I'm trying to, yeah. Yeah, so basically, yeah, he plays for Columbus. In this redraft, he gets drafted to his current team. Funny enough, Patrick Laine. Um, and I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like the guy, guy, he's been kind of been on a bit of a decline. He's starting to like. There, obviously, I I talked about his whole healthy scratch thing this past this past week that happened. How he was healthy scratch from the lineup in Columbus, but like you know, um, he's just kind of been a bit inconsistent. Uh, I would say that's kind of why, to me, Matthews and Kachuk are on a on a whole different tier level compared to the rest of this draft class. But out of the bunch, I mean, Patrick Line, he does have over two hundred goals, and he's broken. 30 goals multiple times in his NHL career. Uh, 201 goals to be exact. 182 assists for 383 points. He is going to go in our number three spot. Uh, now, number four, the Edmonton Oilers have that pick. They originally took Jesse Pugliarvi. We are not going to take him. We are going to take... Arizona Coyotes man Clayton Keller Clayton Keller is gonna go number four overall to the Edmonton Oilers could be you know what that might be you know what if they had Clayton Keller maybe Clayton Keller can help the Oilers get out of this whole slump well it's not really it's not really a slump like I mean I mentioned like it's just it's crazy how this is 
they're still near bottom of the league, I guess. At this point in the season, they're going to have to go on an incredible run if they want to make the playoffs. But uh, Clayton Keller, 140 goals, 220 assists for 360 points. Uh, he is going to go at our number four spot. At number five, the Vancouver Canucks have that pick, and they are going to t take Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, currently playing for the LA Kings. Uh, whether it's with um, Columbus, whether it's with Winnipeg, and now LA, he's been a solid player for all, all of those teams. 134 goals, 177 assists for 311 points. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to go at our number five spot to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, number six, the Calgary Flames have that pick. Uh, they And they originally took Matthew Kachuk. He is not available, so they are going to take Mikhail Sergachev. Mikhail Sergachev. I did not know this, but Mikhail Sergachev was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens and then was traded, like, was traded the next season after he got drafted to Tampa. I always thought he was drafted by Tampa and forever. I did not know he actually was the draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens. Interesting, you know, the things you learn by doing these things. Mikhail Sergachev, uh, he has been a solid, solid defenseman for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, as part of the back-to-back -back Stanley Cup winning Tampa Bay teams. 48 goals, 204 assists for 252 points. Mikhail Sergachev is going to go at our number six spot. At number seven, the Arizona Coyotes have that pick. They are going to select Tyson Jost. Tyson Jost. He played... For the Penticton V's of the BCHL in his junior career. Uh, Tyson Jost going to the Arizona Coyotes. 55 goals, 82 assists, 137 points. Uh, he's been, been a solid NHL player so far. Uh, he's going to go in our number 7 spot. At number 8, the Buffalo Sabres have that pick. And they are going to select Jesse Pugliarvi. Jesse Pugliarvi. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, it's kind of bizarre. Because, like, didn't he too, like... Okay, I'm I'm about to... Because Jesse Pugliarvi, he, he was kind of one of those... He left, like, for a while after Edmonton. Like, he... I'm trying to... Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Okay. He played for Edmonton 2017. Okay. And then he, like, left Edmonton for, like, two years or something like that and then came back. And now he is playing for the Carolina Hurricanes. Has not really found his groove. Um, He never found his groove in Edmonton. Um, Yeah, it's still, but, yeah, he's he hasn't really found his groove in the NHL. Um, Jesse Pugliarvi is going to go in our number eight spot at number nine. The Montreal Canadians have that pick and they are going to select Alexander Nylander, Alexander Nylander. 
Am I correct on this that that is William Nylander's brother, I believe? I believe. I'm just going to actually... I'm pulling up Elite Prospects right now just to see... Yep, that's what I thought. I thought he was his brother. I just wanted to make sure before I said that. But yeah, William Nylander's younger brother, Alexander Nylander. Um, but he hasn't really had the success that his older brother had. 14 goals, 20 assists for 34 points. He only he's only played 94 games in the in the NHL. Uh, now at our number 10 pick, the Colorado Avalanche have that pick, and they are going to select. I'm gonna try to say this right, Oli, you who Oli, who Levy, Oli who Levy. I hope I I I probably totally botched it. I probably totally botched that name, but okay. Uh, he's going to the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, I mean, tough pick by Vancouver at number five. Uh, you have Matthew Kachuk, Clayton Keller taken, taken uh, one and two picks after. You have Mikhail Sergachev taken four picks after, and you took Ali Hulevi. Yeah, that's tough. Um, he only played 41 games in the NHL. Two goals, one assist for three points. So he's going to go in our number 10 spot. Now, let's recap the redraft. With the first overall pick, the Toronto Maple Leafs select Austin Matthews. With the second overall pick, the Winnipeg Jets select Matthew Kachuk. With the third overall pick, the Columbus Blue Jackets select Patrick Laine with the fourth overall pick the Edmonton Oilers select Clayton Keller with the fifth overall pick the Vancouver Canucks select Pierre-Luc Dubois with the sixth overall pick the Calgary Flames select Mikhail Sergachev with the seventh overall pick the Arizona Coyotes select Tyson Jost with the eighth overall pick the Buffalo Sabres select Jesse Pugliarvi with the ninth overall pick, the Montreal Canadiens select Alexander Nylander. And with the 10th overall pick, the Colorado Avalanche select Ali Hulevi. And that is the top 10. Next week, we're going to be doing the 2017 NHL entry draft. We're getting to the last few redrafts in this series. And then maybe, maybe we'll see about... Maybe I'll go back to a couple drafts in like the 80s and 90s, depending depending if you guys want it. We'll have to see. But yeah, that is the top 10, and that'll do it for the redraft. All right, now we're going to move into this week's power rankings. Uh, this week, we got a couple movers up and down different tiers. Um, so yeah, we're going to dive into it five tiers we have if you're new we have the rebuilders the sellers the wild cards the cup contenders and cup or bust and we are going to start in the rebuilders we are going to uh, start off uh, number 32 the san jose sharks number 31 the chicago blackhawks uh the columbus blue jackets and Number 29, the Minnesota Wild are going to go in number 29. These are our four rebuilders. San Jose, I mean, we they're 315-1. They're just not 
a competitive team. They've been number 32 every single week of our power rankings. Chicago, they are struggling. They got they got they got crushed seven to three by Columbus, who is our number thirty team. Uh, Minnesota drops into the rebuilders category, re- rebuilders tier this week. Um, they're just they're they're struggling, and I mean, I think there might be a coaching change coming. I I'm I bet you within a week or two, uh, as much as I be, being you know I, you know Dean Evason, former Kamloops Blazer, uh, former former Kamloops Junior Oiler I should say, um so I mean you know but, you know I think he's probably going to get fired pretty soon as head coach of the Minnesota Wild, uh he's on he's on hot water. He's on hot water right now. Uh, now we're going to move into the sellers. Number 28, the Nashville Predators, the Ottawa Senators, the Calgary Flames, the Arizona Coyotes, number 25, the Anaheim Ducks, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Edmonton Oilers at number 22. Okay, yeah, so Nashville, Nashville, did I put Nashville in the – Nashville, I put them in the Rebuilders – tier last week they played well enough that they have gotten themselves out of the rebuilders tier and back into the sellers tier uh edmonton they drop from middle of the wild cards back down to sellers um the oiler man like the oilers they are struggling clearly head coach a new head coach is not the solution so what is the solution i mean i'm just kind of I talked about just like it's it's crazy what's kind of, you know, going on for the Oilers. I don't know if I've ever seen a team. I don't know if I've ever seen a team that's come in with so much expectations and have underperformed so much at this point in the regular season. This is no longer a five-game slump or a ten-game slump. We are at a point, we're, we're up about 20 games. We're about 20 games into the NHL regular season. And they are one of the, they're sitting third last in the league. They're sitting third last in the league. Unbelievable. They only won five wins. Only five, five times they've won this year. When you have McDavid, Dryside, all those guys on your team. And you know what? It's just like, but... I mean, a lot of people blame the goaltending, which, yes, the goaltending for the Edmonton Oilers has been really poor, but it's top to bottom. It's top to bottom. Offense, defense. McDavid has been underperforming. You know, he's below a point per game for the first time since his rookie season. Um, defense is not very good. Goaltend, like, it's top to bottom. It's not one one asset, what what one part of the team, one person. It's it's a whole team, you know, it's a whole team disaster right now in Edmonton. So, yeah, that's kind of why they drop into the sellers tier. Now, moving on to the wild cards. Number 21, the Seattle Kraken. The Philadelphia Flyers. The New York Islanders. Pittsburgh Penguins. 
the Montreal Canadiens, number 17, the St. Louis Blues, the Washington Capitals, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, number 14. Um, uh, Seattle, Seattle, I think, is starting to play better. They're 500. They haven't, like I, I talked about, they haven't been living up quite to my expectations of this team. But I think they might be finding their groove back potentially. So I'm going to bump them up into the wild cards here. I'm just going to, but they could easily come back down next week. We'll have to see. Uh, Flyers, did I bump the Flyers up to the, yeah, I did. Flyers, yeah, Flyers have played, I think. They've played a bit better this week. Um, so I put Philadelphia. I bumped Philadelphia up. I like how they've played this past week. They deserve to be in the wild cards tier. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to see Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh kind of stays where they are. There's a few teams in there that could could bump up to cup contenders next week. Tampa Bay, Washington, uh, St. Louis too. Teams like that, they could potentially bump up into into the cup contenders next week. Because you know what? They've played decent. They've played decent. We'll have to see. But yeah, those teams kind of could be could potentially make a move into cup contenders next week in the power rankings. Okay. We are moving on to the cup contenders. And we have number 13, the Winnipeg Jets, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the New Jersey Devils. The Detroit Red Wings, number 10. The Carolina Hurricanes. The Florida Panthers. The Colorado Avalanche. The LA Kings. And the Vancouver Canucks, number 5. Uh, quite a lot of teams in this. Uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg gets in the cup contenders this week. I like how they've played. I like how they've played so far this regular season. They have surprised me. And they bump up into cup contenders. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs kind of stay where they are. Near the bottom end of the cup contenders. Um, let me look. Yeah, I've, t I've talked about Carolina. How I haven't felt like they've been living up to my expectations of them. They were my preseason number one team. Um, but I, I still think they're solid cup contender. I'm not extremely worried about them because I th I do think they'll find their way back. Um, let me see. I'm trying to go through a few other teams. Let me take a look. Yeah. Um, trying to even see where New Jersey is. I want to talk about New Jersey. New Jersey, they, they're kind of sliding for me. Uh, New Jersey's kind of sliding a bit for me. They're at 500. Uh, it's another team I had lots of expectation for. They could drop down the wild cards next week. Um, they're still like, I can't, even though they're they're not too far off of a playoff spot, so I'm not like extremely worried about them. But you know what? They do got to pick it up a little bit. Next week, they could drop two wild cards for me. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Vancouver, Vancouver again, continue to surprise me, uh, Vancouver, Vancouver had a solid week, uh, they're getting, they're getting pretty close though to getting into cup or bust conversation, they're getting pretty close, we'll have to see, maybe next week 
they might bump up to cup or bust. And speaking of cup or bust, we got our final four teams in the cup or bust tier. We have the New York Rangers, number four, the Dallas Stars, number three, the Vegas Golden Knights, number two, and for the second week in a row, the second week in a row, the Boston Bruins hold on to the number one spot. The Boston Bruins are the number one team in the power rankings. Uh, Boston has just been the most consistent team, uh, most consistent, solid team. They are our number one spot. They've only lost one game in regulation. Yeah, 14-1-3. Very impressive record to start the season. But yeah, that's... That's Boston is at the number one spot. So yeah, Boston holds on to the number one spot. Quite a few changes here and there. But yeah, and that will do it for this edition of Power Rankings. And that'll do it for this episode of the Puck House Podcast. This one's a little shorter, a little shorter episode this week. Uh, but if you want updates on the podcast as well as get some bonus content you can follow the puck house over on instagram twitter x youtube and tiktok and until next time goodbye